Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Are you afraid of the dark? Probably everybody is somewhat. I don't assume you're the type of person that the lights go out in your room at night and you're staring at the closet for the monster in there. I don't assume you're checking under your bed 90 times a day, but maybe you are. No judgment here. I got my own fears, you know. But afraid of the dark is a almost universal human emotion. Darkness creates apprehension because what it gives you is unknown. And we as human beings do not like unknowns. You have some fear of the dark, undoubtedly, because you can't see. And when you can't see, you don't know. Now, I have what, in my opinion, has got to be one of the all-time worst are-you-afraid-of-the-dark moments in human history. 1881. We are in... Still, this is not considered, obviously, the age of exploration anymore, but people are still exploring a lot. And when I say age of exploration, I'm talking Christopher Columbus, Ponce de Leon, Magellan, this thing that happens in men. It's a wonderful thing. I, I, I know for a fact it's something God gave us because it's just a consistent thing in men where they will risk it all, and by it all, I mean they will risk the worst terrors you can possibly imagine to discover new things, to go new places. It is our nature, and I know it is our nature because you and I talk history every single day, and they just they have to do it. In fast-forwarding past our story and past the age of exploration, it's why, even though it's not my thing, it's why I understand space travel. I've never been big on it. As you know, I'm a cynic and a jerk. I just don't see the point. It does nothing for me at all. Oh, we landed on Mars. Great. Uh, Good. That's awesome. How does that affect me? Never mind. But as soon as we found everything there was to find on this Earth, for the most part, We needed something else. Well, what else is there? Oh, wow. Look, the moon. It's man's nature. And as a seeker of adventure myself, I get it. I'm more sympathetic to these adventurers than a lot of people are. I shouldn't say sympathetic because a lot of people admire them. A lot of people look at stories like the story today the Lady Franklin Bay Expedition or the Greeley Expedition, whatever way you want to put it. A lot of people look at stories like this one today, this doomed story, disaster, and they think to themselves, what kind of person would risk that? 
I mean, I understand, and at least you know we do Medal of Honor Monday every Monday. I understand in combat, heat of the moment, throwing yourself on a machine gun nest to save your friend. I get that, but who sits down totally unnecessary and makes the conscious decision, I'm going to give myself a great chance of dying today? Why? Oh, I want to see things no one else saw. And when I say great chance, let me lay this out. This is the era, late 1800s, mid to late 1800s, and before, frankly, but they are trying to figure out the North Pole. They're trying, when I say trying to figure out, you have to understand this is not the age of satellite imagery of 8,000 National Geographic high definition television shows. This is the age of. We have no idea what's there. None. All solid ground, all ice. We don't understand the weather. Yes, we understand it's cold, but I don't, I just, they'd have no idea. This were, there, there was a race at this time, a constant race where somebody was always trying to reach the title of farthest north, meaning nobody had been all the way yet. They just kept competing continually to be the person who reached the furthest furthest north of anybody in the history of mankind. And so you say these things are a little too dangerous. I say that's actually really cool, right? Even if somebody comes along and breaks it, what a legacy. You know, I want to die with some stories one day. What a cool legacy. Jesse Kelly, the Shogun. Far what, Chris? Farthest north. That's cool, right? I, I think that's cool. However, they knew during these polar expeditions, they had these numbers. It's not as if they didn't know. 50% of the people who went on these trips never came home. Isn't that staggering? Imagine having that conversation with your wife. Sometimes the old lady can give you the long face if you're working a little overtime that week. How about the, I'll be back in two years. Well, maybe. Flip a coin. That's brutal. And brave. Very, very brave. A different mentality, right? Look at it. Look at it's a brief side note. I'm not going to interrupt the history story too long here, but look at us today sitting around in face masks in kindergarten class. How embarrassing. What are we doing? Squirting hand sanitizer on your hands 90 t- times a day. My word. Come on. Find the human spirit again. Jeez. All right. I'm not getting sidetracked, Chris. Never mind. But these scientists and army people get together. 25-man expedition led by Adolphus Greeley. Adolphus Greeley is an army man. They have all these army signals guys there. Adolphus Greeley is actually a veteran of the Civil War. Isn't that crazy how these worlds merge? The dude fought in the Civil War. Almost 20 years later decides, I'm going to the North Pole. And they get all their gear together. These trips always had to be funded by somebody. They cost a fortune. 
And when I say gear together, let me explain. They took a ship north called the Proteus. This ship was 200 feet long. And when I say gear, I'm talking food for three years. They had three years worth of food. They had things like, obviously, they had a doctor. They had somebody who would do the cooking. They brought tons and tons of lumber to build. You can actually, if you want to do it, as we've done so many times, do a little internet internet uh, image search for Lady Franklin Bay Expedition, and you won't have to go very far down, and you will see the long, wooden, really nice-looking lodge they built for themselves. Well, well-provisioned, well-thought-out. And I need to emphasize this point. These guys were extensively, extensively read up on the polar expeditions. They know about the previous ones. Well, the ones that managed to limp back, many didn't. But they know what went wrong, what went right. They know what to bring. They know you don't bring wool up there, at least not too much of it, because wool makes you sweat and doesn't breathe. So while you're working, you sweat, then it gets cold, then you freeze to death. What you want is more what the Eskimos have, the uh, seal furs and such. Hang on. We're just getting going. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. I hate when companies try to lock me into contracts. I will admit to you, I once signed a not one, not two, three-year contract for my home security company. Three years. And get this, about halfway through the contract, I had to move from the Dallas area down to the Houston area. They said they'd allow me to move the equipment down to my new home, but I had to restart the three-year contract again. If your service is that great, why are you locking me into a three-year contract? You don't get any contracts at Simply Safe. For as little as $15 a month, you can have outstanding home security, sensors, cameras, professionally monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go to simplysafe.com slash jesse. That's simplysafe.com slash Jesse. That gets you free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. I cannot emphasize enough how well-provisioned this trip started out. And... Well thought out. Here was the plan. The Proteus, the big ship, was going to take Greeley and his men up into Lady Franklin Bay. Think Canada and Greenland, only north, <laughs> like really, really, really north. The ship is going to take them up. The ship is going to drop them off. Sounds a little odd at first, right? Why are you dropping us off? Can you stay? Well, and this is going to come into play later. Because of the sea ice situation, 
And that is really, really putting a nice, nice little short term on that. The sea ice situation, you only have about a short period of time where you can actually ship through these channels. You see, you're at the North Pole. And without going full out science nerd on you, because I don't know enough about it, I do know this though. When you get way, way, way up north, it gets light all the time during the summertime, even though summertime's often brief. And in the winter time, the sun never rises. And the further north you get, the darker it gets. Living life in continuous darkness. And the ships can't get through these channels because there's so much ice up there. And then the darkness comes. And the ice, as you know from the Titanic, ice is a ship killer. And we're going to get to that later too. So the ship can't stay. The ship shows up, drops off all the explorers, unloads all their gear, says goodbye. And the plan was for the ship to come back after a year and drop off more supplies. Obviously, drop off letters, a a note from the missus. Pick up a lot of the scientific things they're doing there. Remember, they're up there specifically for science, to do some exploring, to, to look around a bit. Try to get furthest north. That's the plan. Oh, And in case you're thinking, well, that's dumb. What if something happened to the ship? They had a plan for that too. The plan was they had several spots between Lady Franklin Bay and back home where they were going to drop off provisions in case they couldn't make it clear north. Again, these people knew what they were doing, took every known precaution you could take. But they did land in a place that is... Inhospitable, to put it mildly. There are some really cool pictures if you want to do that image search again. Lady Franklin Bay. Cool pictures because they brought along not only a bunch of scientists, they brought along a photographer as well. And that just it makes this it makes it more eerie when you figure out how it turned out. But you can see them. You can look at a big group picture of them. You can look at their faces. There's one picture of them. Over a gigantic seal with the seal sliced open because they need the seal fat and meat. And they go up north and they're dropped off in August and they start building right away and build rapidly because he knows, again, these are educated men, he knows what's coming in October. The sun is going to go down and you're not going to see it again for four months. How creepy is that? And we're talking an area covered in ice, covered in mountains, covered in water, covered in wildlife. At one point, they're attacked by wolves. 75 below zero with 100 mile an hour winds. That is the kind of cold where you step into it, and if your coat opens up, you die instantly. Your body temperature will drop to a, you're dead. 
the when the weather was so terrible so often, but Greeley was a very smart guy. He knew, even well-provisioned and whatnot, it was bad for the human mind to be idle. Really, really bad to be idle. People have known this throughout history, and he really knew it. So he would make them go out and do their little mini expeditions no matter what the weather was. And if the wind was blowing 80 miles an hour, they would tie each other together in ropes in the pitch black darkness and go out. Talk about insane levels of bravery. And the first year goes great, goes absolutely great. They get all this stuff done. They do reach furthest north. They're getting all these scientific things done. And he has them doing not just science, he has them doing school. He has them playing games. They're constantly hunting, and I mean constantly hunting. Yes, they have food, but you always want to make sure you have fresh food, and the hunting gives you something to do. Remember, the plan was next summer, after one year, the Proteus was going to come sailing on up and drop off some resupplies. This was something, as you can imagine, after a year in this climate, you can imagine how much the men looked forward to that resupply ship being dropped off. Imagine fresh stuff. Imagine just a letter from home. I have been away from home, overseas, in an inhospitable place before, and the shortest note from home, the shortest window from home is treasured treasured a year in the pitch black freezing cold darkness you'd be looking forward to a letter from the old lady you would and they were looking forward to it so much they used to climb the hills and stare out at the bay anticipating the proteus coming with their resupplies but they didn't know what happened The Proteus was, at one point, coming with the resupplies. Everything was fine. But you see, the first trip they took up there with the Proteus, what they didn't know was that was an unreasonably warm period of time for the area. Summers aren't usually that warm. So they screwed up their timetable, and they screwed up, well, the expectation of how easy it was to get there. The Proteus loaded up with gear and took off for resupply, and nobody ever saw the Proteus again. The ice sunk it to the bottom of the ocean. And now you're staring out the mountains, and you don't know this. This is before satellite phone. Nobody told you, but resupply isn't coming Try to imagine that feeling as your August resupply doesn't come and then it doesn't come in September and you know what's coming in October. Remember, the ships cannot come in October and you watch as the sun slowly dips down beyond the horizon in October and you know you have an entire other winter in the darkness without resupply. What is that feeling like? Greeley, he has a plan for this too. Like I said, very, very sharp guy. His plan was this. Okay, we waited. They didn't come. 
We have no choice but to wait throughout winter. They were still okay for supplies and food by then. Again, they loaded up to get there just for such a rainy day occasion. Very smart men. He said, but the plan is by next August, we're gone. If they're still not here, we're gone. We cannot take a chance on them coming. And they're still trying to come. It wasn't just like the Proteus sunk and there were no backup ships. Other backup ships were trying to come too, and they couldn't get through the ice either. And next August came, and no resupply. And now you got a decision to make. BattleBox is the coolest subscription service I've ever seen in my entire life. And you have to get this thing. I don't care if you're an outdoor guy, just an adventure guy, maybe a survivalist, whatever the case may be. You guys and girls who enjoy the great outdoors, enjoy getting cool gear, can get a BattleBox every single month. Starting at just $30 a month. The crew from that Netflix show, Southern Survival, they will send you one of these battle boxes, and it just has different stuff all bundled in it every month, and they have all the materials in there teaching you how to use everything. I have a hatchet now. I have a special device that will help me slice open a seatbelt and bust out a window in a car. These are just some of the items you can get at BattleBox. Go get yourself one. Go to BattleBox.com with no E. That's BattleBox.com, no E. Use the code JESSE, get 20% off. Next August comes around and they're still out there looking and there's no relief ship coming. And now Greeley decides we got to go. It should be noted that there was a lot of disagreement with the people on the expedition about whether or not they should go. And how difficult is that decision to make? Can you imagine making that decision? Here you are. Uh, you've probably you've been searching it by now. If not, just know you're in a very solid structure. Keeping the wind off your head. Remember they had stoves and things like that. They're fine inside. You're okay. Sure, food is getting real low, but they could be here any minute. What if they show up? And remember, remember the time, how much time it takes to do things and and how little they had as far as communication equipment goes. They could, what if they show up five minutes after we leave? Let's stay. Let's stay right here. Greeley says, no, can't do it. Get in the boats. And they get in their boats. Yeah, you know, a lot smaller boats. And they start trying to make their way south. When I say south... I mean 250 miles, 250 miles through the polar water full of deadly ice and just disaster. They throw all their scientific research, which had been sealed in waterproof crates. 
They throw all the scientific research with them because now they're at the point, and it just it just amazes me, the bravery of the human spirit. Now they're at the point they expect to die. They say, we are bringing the research with us, and they hauled these things all over the place because they said they wanted their legacy to live on. Bring the research along. Don't think we're going to make it. And they start heading down south, and the food is running out, and the food is running out. And remember, they didn't leave until August. What's coming in October again? Yep, total darkness. Only now, this time, you have to try to get somewhere relatively safe before that sun dips down over the horizon again for the last time in four months. They don't really get to the best place. They try. They get to a place where the food supplies. Remember I said the plan was to drop off supplies to them at other locations if the ship couldn't get all the way there. So obviously these are intelligent men. That's right where they head. And the supplies aren't there. And now that sun's getting low. And you have nothing. And you're facing 75 below zero in total darkness. Not only are you facing 75 below zero in total darkness, you're facing it without a shelter. And you have to go out in it. Not for fun little science experiments. You have to go out and hunt down animals or you're going to starve to death. Oh, did I mention Because you're running low on food, guys don't have the energy to get out and do the hunting, at least not well. So now you have guys starting to die of hypothermia. They're falling out of the boats into the water. You have guys shrinking away and shrinking away, and I mean all of them. They took one of their long, basically, oar boats. They were whale boats. And flipped it over upside down, and that's all they had for a shelter. It was so low, they just had to sit in there in the freezing cold darkness. They said men started to lose their minds. They would take turns striking out to go hunt for food. Sometimes successful, sometimes not. There's a great book on it. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find it for you so I can tell you at the end of the show. There's a great book on this. It was a really cool read. The, the author told a quick story about they went out. You want to talk about the little mini moments of de- of devastation and despair? They're out hunting. They finally see a walrus. What what would a walrus look like when everyone's starving to death? I mean, how big and fat and muscular or is, is a walrus. You're all going to eat okay on that. And they shoot it, and it falls into the ocean. And then you have the other things that come with starvation and fear and survival. One guy isn't, isn't losing weight. He looks the same. There's only one way that's happening, stealing food. Another guy repeatedly was caught stealing food. Greeley had to make the decision. Keep in mind how close you would be. You're on three years now with a group of 25 men. You would know everything about each other trapped inside. Greeley has the man shot. 
people are dying. And this may be the worst part of this entire tale. They have telescopes. They have a bunch of you know, equipment to see far away. They can see 20 miles away. I think it was 21 miles away. They can see the shoreline where they know there's, a, I think it was an Eskimo village. The village is full of huts and food and warmth. And the sea is too dangerous. They can't get there. But you're looking at it as you starve to death and freeze to death in the darkness of the North Pole. Eventually, a ship did come along. They did get rescued. Of the 25 men who left on this trip, seven returned. And here's the dark part of it. Well, one of the dark parts of it. They wanted to bury lots of the men they lost. They wanted to, understandably. People were big on that afterlife stuff, burial rights stuff. They pick up some of those men. They bring them back home. And the men have some very, very, very clean incisions made in their back, in their butt, in their legs. Incisions made with a scalpel removing large chunks of human flesh. There's something about necessity that really, really brings out the worst in you. I don't know how I feel about cannibalism. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know how I feel about cannibalism. Probably not going to be on the Jeffrey Dahmer diet anytime soon. However, could you do it? Not, not would you, not that you'd be looking forward to it. Mm, I want to eat Steve. I understand that. Could you do it? Maybe you're sitting there saying absolutely. Maybe you're saying, nope, I couldn't. Totally understandable. Let me ask you another question. Could you do it if it meant your kids living? Gets more interesting then, doesn't it? We're talking Donner Party type stuff. I'll do a show on that one day. Maybe I'll do one later on this week. I don't believe in cannibalism. It is against the law. It is against my God. It is against this. It is against that. Okay? Your child staring at you, starving to death. How can you do it? Necessity. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Look at what's happening out there with the markets. 
Look at what's happening with franchise closures all across the United States of America. This economy is a bubble right now with the feds printing money by the trillion, holding interest rates low. We are running a $4 trillion deficit at least this year. Please diversify. Get a gold IRA from Gold Alliance. Gold held its value, holds its value, will hold its value. Gold is always worth something. If all your money is in risky stocks and bonds, man, you are a bigger gambler than I am. And Gold Alliance, you can trust them. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. That gets you up to $5,000 in free gold and silver coins. Goldalliance.com slash jesse. What we're seeing right now, I'm specifically talking about what's happening in Wisconsin. There's a brand new video out now of of some video, some dude. This I'm not. I don't think this one's in Wisconsin, but some dude is sitting here outside having a meal with his girlfriend. Black Lives Matter rally people come up. Screaming in his face, burning everything down in Wisconsin. And I had a moment where I thought a couple things. One, shouldn't be eating outside anyway, buddy. It's your fault. We'll get to that in a second, Chris. Two, I'm glad more and more people are seeing who these people are and how they should be dealt with. You, you're seeing it, aren't you? You're seeing it all over the place as they destroy lives, kill people, maim. Everyone knows what's going to have to be done at some point in time, and nobody wants to talk about it. You cannot, as a country, you cannot allow civil unrest within your borders. You can and should, as a free nation, you can and should allow protesting, of course. Of course. We don't want to become the Soviets here. But you cannot allow people to take over American cities, loot, burn, riot whenever they want. And part of the reason you can't is because that stuff is contagious. I'm a big believer in taking hard stances, making the hard choices early, and I'm not a believer in that just because I'm a jerk, although I am a jerk. I'm a believer in that because momentum is everything. During the early stages of coronavirus, why do you think I was the only national voice screaming against the lockdowns. Why do you think that was? Do you think I enjoyed that? I was doing it because I was trying to stop the momentum that, well, you've all seen now. I don't have to explain it. Look what's happened. 
As soon as you set the narrative and start the momentum towards everyone's going to die, go home, ah, it's virtually impossible to reverse it. And why in the immediate aftermath of George Floyd's killing in Minneapolis was I one of the only national voices saying, um, okay, bad video, looks like murder, the cops still are not the problem in these neighborhoods. When everyone else, including the Republican Party, jumped on the cops are evil racist bandwagon. That's why I was against it early and why you should take the hard stances early when you know them to be right. Don't take the stance that gets you yelled at the least. Take the right stance. That's why I was so loud about it because I knew this was coming and this is now just deemed acceptable. People acting like animals in public. Violence. Destroying lives. Remember that poor cop, that poor uh, former cop, David Dorn in St. Louis? Shoot, he was one of the early casualties. He's dead now. People are dying out here. And they're dying for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons they're dying is when it came time to take a hard stance, a stance that was going to get you yelled at, too many people in leadership took the easy stance. That's the problem. That's the problem. You oftentimes, you need a jerk. Oftentimes, you have to be led by Adolphus Greeley, who takes the guy stealing food out back and shoots him in the back of the head. You don't love him in that moment. He's going to keep you alive. You know, I had this I had this theory. Don't worry, you don't have to play fantasy football to know what I'm talking about here. Fantasy football is simply this in case you don't know what it is. I, I don't do that anymore because I'm not watching the NFL and I don't want a reason to watch the NFL. But fantasy football is just me as a person. I get together with 10 buddies and we, quote, draft players in the NFL. I want this guy on this team as my running back, this guy on this team as a quarterback. And then you play against another guy every week in your team's face-off. That's all you need to know about. It's not important. Don't worry about the details. Somebody has to run these leagues. And this is what I mean. You've got 10, 12 guys in, in your league. It's a real human being. You have dues. You have to pay into it because you win a pot at the end of this whole thing. And you have to set an exact day where you all draft at the same time. I ran my league for years, and everybody, well, you know what? Hang on a sec. I'll explain. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. 
you're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I don't know what you're so worried about, Chris. Chris thinks I'm not going anywhere with my fantasy football take. He thinks it's really weird. But that's because Chris doesn't have enough faith in the Shogun and the Oracle. What, Chris? You wouldn't know what it's like to lead men, right? I, I consider myself as a radio host and TV host, basically George Patton. That's what, what? I'm, I'm a, an American hero? A leader? What? I'm going somewhere with my fantasy football story is what I'm saying. I just want you to have enough faith in me. All right, here's the deal. Fantasy football, you have to have people pay. You have to have people show up for a draft. I ran my league for years. And without fail, every year they would whine about how strict I was. All of them. They would whine about how strict I was. And this is what I mean by how strict I was. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Whole fantasy football league whined about me. Too strict, and this is what they meant. This is what I did. We would have the, let's call the draft end of August. I would not do this thing that everybody else does and send out a group text to all 12 members. Hey, I think we should have the draft on Saturday, August 25th. What do you guys think? And then you'll get three guys that'll be like, yeah, it's good. And then you get four guys who are like, I'm not really sure. Let me check with my wife. And you get two or three guys who don't respond at all. And then you'll ask again in another week, hey, guys, I guess August 24th doesn't work for some people. I was thinking maybe August 30th instead. And then again, you get four guys. Ah, maybe. And you get five guys. No. Be bold. Be a leader. 
FYI, the draft is August 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Let me know now if you can't make it so I can replace you in the league. And I would, without hesitation. And I only had to do it one or two times, and everybody showed up at the draft from then on. Oh, you're worried about dues? People don't pay their fantasy football dues in your league? It's because you're too soft. You know what I did? Your dues were due in my league one week exactly before the draft. They had to be in my bank account one week before the draft. If they weren't, I would kick you out immediately and find a replacement for you. And we're talking friends. However, they whined and too mean and too strict and maybe we should have a committee in charge. We ended up with a waiting list of over 10 dudes trying to get into our league. Why? Because the dues were paid. The winnings were distributed to the winner every year, on time, every time. Because the draft went off without a hitch, on time, every time. Everybody shows up. That is how it's done. Everybody whines. Everybody enjoys the experience, though. You think you want soft, reasonable, let's have a committee. In the, in the face of chaos, with too many things flying around, you're going to choose strength. You are. You're going to choose somebody who, in the words of what they used to say about Mussolini, Keeps the trains running on time. You are. It's a fact. And I was thinking about how poorly Republicans have handled all these things. The coronavirus lockdowns, the Black Lives Matter stuff. I was thinking about that. And it occurred to me, perhaps we, you and I, I know me, perhaps we ask too much of them. Perhaps our expectations are way higher than they should be for politicians. Maybe that's just simply what it comes down to. They just, they're just dorks. We want them to be leaders, don't we? You want that you want somebody who's a strong leader stand up make the tough calls even if I disagree with you be the leader I'm looking for that's what you want Is that guy really running for office ever Is he ever running for office not not often if he is not often It's the lifelong goober who runs for office and that's how we ended up here that's how we ended up here. So when coronavirus pops up and some some dude in England puts out a study and says 50 million people are going to die and 2 million Americans are going to die, nobody, t- nobody stops for a moment and says, well, okay, well, we're not. Even if that's true, we're not, we're not going to destroy America over that. Can't do that. And not one person stepped up and said that. And don't give me the, no, you have to understand, so-and-so, he stepped up after a couple weeks and said, oh, we can't, we can't destroy America over that. After a couple weeks is too late. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You have to take the hard stance when it's hard. You have to speak truth 
when nobody else wants you to and when nobody else is and when they're all telling you to shut up. Two weeks is too late. And now you have this Black Lives Matter insanity crap all over this country. Violence, looting, burning, street terrorists. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad Republicans are, are speaking out against this at the convention. Law and order. Are you kidding me? Right in the wake of George Floyd's killing, Republicans were standing right by Democrats pointing a big fat finger at cops. Trump brings in Van Jones into the White House to discuss police reform. Tim Scott, uh, I we need a federal police reform bill. I got pulled over before. Jumped right on the easy bandwagon of it's the cop's fault. And now look, now it's too late. Now I'm not interested in your leadership because everything swung back the other way. Now you actually looked at the polls and you figured out, oh, wow, the American people actually don't want the scumbags to take over American cities. I had no idea. Turn off CNN, idiot. Go be a leader. But they can't. I'm all kinds of fired up about it, Chris, because I I want them I want them to be something they're not, and it's frustrating. That's where that's where it is. You're right. No, you're right. Chris just said they're never gonna be. He's right. He's hundred percent right. And that's you know what? That's not even their fault. That's my fault. No, it is. It's my fault. I'm asking, I'm asking a penguin to fly, Chris. And they can't ever fly. They can't fly. It's not possible for them to fly. So who's the idiot? The penguin that can't fly or the guy demanding the penguin fly? Maybe I just have to accept that. It's my fault. I expect way too much out of these people. Oh, hey, don't worry, everybody. Speaking of leadership, Lindsey Graham to subpoena... FBI official, he said, misled the Senate Intelligence Committee on the Steele dossier. I know you're going to find this shocking, but Lindsey Graham is about to drop the hammer on the FBI uh, in, a, in just a little while. Don't worry. It's right, it's right around the corner. I want you to know any minute now, we are going to drop the hammer on the FBI. They can't lie to us. We're going to subpoena him next year, maybe. That'll show him. I'm so sick of Lindsey Graham threatening to actually do something and never doing anything. This is from Jerry Dunleavy, Washington Examiner. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, the Republican chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, told Maria Baratomo, Bar- Bartiromo, Maria Bartiromo, I always screw up her name, that sucks, because I actually like her, on Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures, that he is escalating his effort to intervene the F- to interview the FBI's former head of counterintelligence. The senator said he believes Pristap gave misleading information to the Senate Intelligence Committee in 2018 about the reliability of British ex-spy Christopher, Christopher Steele's discredited dossier. Graham said he expected to interview Pristap last week but, quote, his lawyer contacted us and put conditions on the interview that are unacceptable. So the senator said, I'm going to subpoena him. 
in part because it was Priestap who gave the Senate intel a briefing about the reliability of the subsource in 2018 that basically whitewashed the actual evidence. That's a long way in politics of saying he stood in front of me and lied. Lied his face off. And Lindsay hasn't done a dang thing about it. Ebb sleep can change things for you. Look, I understand what you go through when you go to bed at night. I do. Because I went through it. I've been there. You go to bed. You're tired. Shoot, you're more than tired. You're probably exhausted because you haven't been sleeping well. And you go lay down, head on the pillow, covers over you, and you close your eyes and you cannot turn your mind off. Your mind keeps going. You're thinking about the day you had. You're thinking about the day you're going to have. Work, wife, kids, whatever the case may be. And then you start to get nervous because you're not falling asleep. And then that means you're not falling asleep longer. And then that extends longer and longer. And soon you're staring at the clock angry that now you have yet another day coming where you're tired. Ebb sleep calms down those racing thoughts that keep you awake, putting you asleep faster and keeping you asleep. Try ebb.com slash jesse. Try ebb.com slash jesse. Enter the code jesse at checkout for 25 bucks off. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Momentum is everything. And you only get momentum. You only get momentum if you're part of setting the narrative early. Setting the narrative early. And you cannot set the narrative early if you're too scared to speak the truth early. Now, We can't do anything about the coronavirus madness now. Keep speaking out against it, hoping things will open back up. Keep pushing your politicians, but it's already set in the minds of so many people, even people on the right. The, the, the blatant lies are already set in stone now. You can't do anything about the Black Lives Matter crap now. It's, it's set in stone. It's, it's, it's too much. Immediately. The American media decided this group was a bunch of saints. The entire Democratic Party decided this group was a bunch of saints. Half the Republican Party decided this group was a bunch of saints. Hollywood decided they're saints. Music decided they're saints. American corporations all flying the Black Lives Matter flags and Black Lives Matter hashtags and Black Lives Matter this. Uh, video games. My son logs into a freaking video game and the loading screen became something for Black Lives Matter. It was everywhere. They just got normalized immediately. We can't do anything about that now. But what we can do and should do is change it for next time. Change it 
for next time. Resolve to say the hard things for next time. Because now we know what happens if we don't. And think how, think for a moment how important this is. Think of the just financial damage, the financial damage that was done off the coronavirus insanity and is still being done. I saw another headline yesterday. One-fourth or one-fifth of small businesses are closing permanently in the United States of America. That, that alone, if there was nothing else, nothing else going on in the world, that alone would be such a gigantic financial disaster you couldn't put it into words. Small businesses are half the economy. We're losing them. 50 million people unemployed. $4 trillion in deficit. And the hardest thing about debts and deficits are this. They're hard to explain to people why it's important because the truth is this. You and I haven't felt it yet. Not really. People keep people like me keep yelling about the debt, yelling about spending, yelling about the deficit, but... It's hard to make people care because you don't feel it yet. Nothing's really changed, right? But that's the problem. You don't feel it until you feel it. And then you feel it hard. That's the truth. Jeff Flake joins over two dozen former GOP members of Congress to launch Republicans for Biden. Did I ever tell you Jeff Flake hates my guts, Chris? Oh, get this. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Jeff Flake, I understand if you don't know who he is. He's that former congressman and senator from the state of Arizona. Trump got elected. Of course, Jeff Flake, Mr. Mr. Polite Poopy Pants, Jeff Flake, can't stand him because Jeff Flake is just the biggest weenie in the world. Jeff Flake ends up, he's going to lose his primary badly as a sitting U.S. senator. Do you know how difficult that is? That's how useless Jeff Flake is. Well, long, long, long time ago, I am running for Congress. You remember, I've told you this story a million times. I'm running for Congress, never run for anything before. I'm young. I'm 27 years old. I'm mad about Obama. And I'm like, screw it. Screw everybody. I'm running for Congress. (laughs) I run for Congress. And part of running for Congress is you try to get endorsements of sitting politicians, especially if you're me and nobody's ever heard of you. Only because it gives you some semblance of legitimacy. You know, okay, I've never heard of Jesse. Well, I start. I get to D.C. and I start making the rounds. Start meeting with some various congressmen. Try, I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter who, but I'm meeting with them. And I end up getting meetings with all of the Arizona congressmen. And Jeff Flake is a congressman at the time. I go in and I sit down with Jeff Flake. And I just, I just dislike him instantly. We're just not the same people. And I ask him for his endorsement. And you know what he says to me, Chris? I, I could not. I just want to vomit thinking about it. John McCain and John Kyle were the two U.S. senators at the time. And I asked Jeff Flake for his endorsement. He doesn't say yes. 
He doesn't say no. I would have been fine with either. He says, well, what did John McCain say? Oh, gosh, that is so pathetic. And so I just about vomited on his shoes. I did, I did slap. I did, it was pathetic. Of course, the GOP establishment throws in some state senator and Jeff Flake and John McCain and all of them jumped in with the state senator because they hated my guts. Because I guess I was a little far right, Chris, and you would say a little far right for their taste. And this is the best part. I Jeff Flake, his congressional campaign gives to my opponent's congressional campaign. Obviously, he endorsed him. He's backing him, gives him some money. So we, as an attack ad, my opponent, was his name was Jonathan Payton. He's a, he's a good dude. I'm not, not bad-mouthing him. But we called on John Payton to give back the Jeff Flake amnesty money because Jeff Flake had, had, had supported amnesty. Of course, he's one of those Republicans. Well, Jeff Flake gets a hold of this information and apparently is really, really salty about it. Now, I end up beating the crap out of Peyton in that primary, and I'm the Republican nominee. Well, all the congressional delegation now, all the Republicans, are going to give you money. They're going to give you donations because they all do what they're told, and eventually the party was like, well, we have to support him. We're never going to be able to get a hold of this guy. And Flake has to come up to me. And hand me an envelope with his donation for my campaign and tries to get me, tries to demand that I apologize to him over it. He even says, well, are you going to take the amnesty money? Tries to get me to apologize and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hates my guts. And to be frank, the feeling is mutual. The feeling is very mutual. But again... Right back to what I was saying about doing the hard things. You remember Jeff Flake during the Kavanaugh hearing? Jeff Flake, trying to decide. You know what? I have to hold off for a moment. I almost spoke out of turn there. I have a Jeff Flake story, and it was told to me in confidence. It's a story I know to be true about something that happened during the Kavanaugh hearing. But I have to confirm that I'm allowed to tell it on air because when it was told to me, it was told. We were talking super inside baseball stuff I'm about to give you on the Jeff Flake thing. But you do remember this. This part was public record. You remember Kavanaugh was about to get, he was about to go through, and then some activist leftist harpy, this lady corners Jeff Flake. You can still see pictures of this today if you forget about it or a video. You can, she corners Jeff Flake in an elevator and starts screaming at him. And because he's such a gigantic weenie baby, he sits there and looks like he wants to cry because some nasty Arpy's yelling at him. <laughs> and then he breaks down and he says, no, I don't want to have the Kavanaugh vote. We need to hold off. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to text my buddy and see if I can tell you this story after we talk to our guest. Hang on. You will enjoy installing your Simply Safe. Here's what I mean. When you go to simplysafe.com slash Jesse, you don't have to deal with any pushy salespeople. You just pick out what you want. They I mean they have an arsenal of sensors and cameras. Do anything you want. You pick out what you want. They ship it to you. You open up your box with your family 
And the family places the sensors. And the reason I'm telling you about this is because I did it with my family. I did it with my boys, and we had a blast. I almost want to take it down and put them all back again. (laughs) But you place the sensors, you plug it in, and that's all. With no contract, you are now professionally monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's police, fire, emergency medical, completely monitored. SimplySafe.com slash Jesse. That's SimplySafe.com slash Jesse. That gets you free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Okay, you will be happy to know during the break in about, wait a minute, 15 seconds ago. Yep, just got permission. I just have to leave out a couple names or two. But this is who Jeff Flake is. You know why Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice today? Allow me to elaborate. You remember when that harpy screamed at Jeff Flake and he and he pooped his pants in the elevator because he got yelled at by Meanie? They had a closed-door meeting after that amongst Republicans. Jeff Flake by now, by this point in time, had decided he was leaving the Senate, or more accurately, I should say, the people of Arizona decided he was leaving the Senate because nobody wanted him anymore. Jeff Flake had... It may still have. I don't know how this works, but I know at the time he had a media career lined up after. All these congressmen do that. I mean, they, they don't want to get a real job. And I say that as somebody in the media, but here's the thing. I admit I don't have a real job anymore. They, they pay me now to do this. <laughs> okay. That's what they pay me to do. But these congressmen want to go do something that's not real work after they're done being congressmen because now they're used to not doing real work. They want to go be a lobbyist. They want to go do CNN hits, whatever the case may be. Jeff Flake had one of these jobs lined up for after. They have a closed-door Republican meeting. Remember, Republicans are really trying to close ranks and get Kavanaugh through during that gigantic disaster of a Kavanaugh show trial. Jeff Flake says at this meeting he's going to vote no on Kavanaugh. If Jeff Flake voted no on Kavanaugh, Jeff Flake would destroy Kavanaugh's nomination. Jeff Flake was threatened in this meeting by a very, very, very powerful person you would know He's being threatened by a powerful person you would know who I am not allowed to name. The type of person who can do a lot of things. The type of person who can snap their fingers and make mountains move. A United States senator walks right up to Jeff Flake and loudly in front of everybody informs Jeff Flake that he will end his media career with the snap of his fingers if Jeff Flake does not vote yes on Brett Kavanaugh. 
Jeff Flake turns around, votes yes on Brett Kavanaugh, and that is why Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice. That is the story. And that is how close it is, and that's why it's so important we have Republicans with guts. With guts. All right, we're going to do a couple phone calls today. 877-377-4373. We Let's go to Sam. Sam, fire away, brother. Yeah, man, you, uh, you've been saying uh, for the last couple of weeks they're, they're rule breakers and rule followers. Um, my wife is definitely a rule follower. <laughs> Mine I'm too. Uh, I'm more of a uh, who the hell is making these rules and why mm-hmm. kind of person. Mm-hmm. That's my only comment. You, have well, a good day. you too, buddy. Here's the thing. We like to imagine this is what you, we all make this mistake. All of us do. We, we like to imagine, it's human nature, we like to imagine there are smart people in charge. Who, who does make the rules? Do you know? I don't know. It's human nature to, make, to, to imagine there are smart people, educated people. They know more than you. You and I like to imagine that, even if you don't admit it, about people we hate. Let's say, I mean, God forbid, let's say Joe Biden takes over the presidency. Democrats take over the Senate. Democrats have the House of Representatives. Disaster, right? I mean, obviously, it's look, I don't want it to happen, people, but it could. You don't know. It's a crazy year. And another pandemic breaks out. A war breaks out. And you're given guidelines. You're given guidelines. Even if you dislike them, you will try to convince yourself that, well, I mean, look, I don't like it. This is Democrat insanity, but I'm sure there's a smart guy making that decision. You see this all the time in war. We talk all the time about warfare and, and battles and things when we do our history segment. If you actually get down to the nitty gritty of who's making what decisions and why they're making those decisions... It's stunning how amateurish and petty a lot of it is. I was listening to, uh, highly recommend it, obviously, listen to every Dan Carlin hardcore history podcast there ever was. You have to buy lots of them, listen to all of them, and then as soon as you're done with that, stop, turn around, go back and listen to all of them again. They're that great. He's doing one currently. It's long. You've got, I mean, they're all a long slog. If you don't enjoy them, you're not going to make it. But he's doing a long one on the war in the Pacific, essentially the rise of Japan, war in the Pacific, that kind of thing. And he was talking about the strategy for fighting the war in the Pacific after the Battle of Midway and all that. Okay, Japan has all these islands. Where are we going to go from here? What are we going to do? And you and I read the history books. And all we see is the glory of the battles we won, right? Guadalcanal, Tarawa, New Guinea. New Guinea. That's not right, Chris. New Guinea, Okinawa, Iwo Jima. You know the names, right? You know all the high points, the heroism here, the Medal of Honor there. It's just like me. We know the, You and I know the high points. The arguing amongst the generals and admirals and politicians about where to go 
where to attack, when to attack, who gets to attack is so pathetically amateurish when you nail into the actual letters and communications back and forth, you would be shocked we won the war. This general doesn't want to go here. He doesn't like that other general. This general won't support this general if he goes there because they don't get along. This politician really wants you to attack here because he has some powerful constituents from there. It's unreal. But the thing is, that's not the exception. That's the rule. The reason people people think I'm cocky, Chris. I know you're going to find that shocking, but people think I'm cocky. And my wife, my wife marvels at this, like like the weekend I had with the with the U.S. senator and the fancy people and stuff like that. My wife marvels at how I don't get nervous to talk to anybody, anyone. I just don't feel any intimidation talking to anyone. It's not that I'm cocky. It's not that I feel I'm that great. I just have met all these people in positions of power everywhere. Senators, millionaires, billionaires, celebrities, all of them. And they are all so painfully unimpressive, you cannot possibly put it into words. It's not a faith in me thing. It's a lack of faith in them thing. You know that petty little stupid Facebook group group your wife get involved gets involved in around the neighborhood and you're arguing about who has too much fencing and this person needs to cut their grass and you say to yourself, oh my goodness, that is the most petty juvenile stuff I've ever heard. The people in the highest positions of power in this country and every country in the world are exactly like that. They're no different. And that's a bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? Don't you want to think somebody smart and important and educated is in charge? They're not. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. Have you ever owned a biodegradable grill? Well, I will be honest. I didn't even know biodegradable grills existed until I got one in my battle box. This thing, you have to get this battle box subscription. Starting at just $30 a month, they will mail you a new battle box every single month. And they have all kinds of wilderness, survivalist, adventure gear in them. More items than I could ever possibly lay out for you. But one of them was a grill, a single-use grill. You take it out, cook on it, and because it's all biodegradable, once you cook on it one time, you bury it in the ground and it just dissolves back into nature. That is the kind of cool stuff you get. And they include instructions on how to use it. Go to BattleBox.com with no E. That's BattleBox.com. Use the code JESSE. Save yourself 20%. Jesse Kelly returns next.
Well, here's the truth of the matter. People love psychics, Chris, and I think it's so weird. The headline is this. Driver charged with DUI after crashing into psychic's office Monday. An uneventful day wasn't in the cards. I love that. This is from WBRZ. Want to give them credit? An uneventful day wasn't in the cards for a long-time fortune-telling business near I-10 after it ended up with a vehicle through its front wall. A truck crashed through the front of the psychic room Monday afternoon, which is located at the intersection. Did not stop until colliding the building. Derek Lacombe, 40-year-old Derek Lacombe, he was later arrested on DUI and reckless operation charges. Nobody was hurt, but two people were inside of the home when the bus- and business, of course the psychic is done out of somebody's home, and business when the vehicle slammed into it. Those inside included the psychic and her grandson, who both initially thought the loud crash was an explosion. She told her grandson earlier that day she had a strange feeling but could not have predicted this. <laughs> I don't know why that kills me. Chris, should we go to a psychic? No, for the show. Why not? I understand it's all BS, Chris. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to actually go to find my future. I want to go and mess with them and have fun and then come back and have a cool story for the radio. You don't think, why are you such a party pooper? We'll pay them. I don't understand why you're so worried about this whole thing. It's not like I want to go in there and run out without paying. Can you dine and ditch a psychic? Does that change your future? (laughs) It's true. They'll know where you're going. Oh, I don't know why this made me think of this, but the human mind is a funny thing. And we'll take phone calls today if you want. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. And you can email the show. Chris prints off all my emails. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Again, I get too many to read them back or to, to send you something back, but I read everything you send. Unless, remember, unless you choose to send a college thesis, somebody, and I'm pretty sure I already made fun of this guy on the air, but I'm about to do it again. I would never, ever, 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 ever in a million years name you, so don't worry, I'll never read your name on the air unless you say you want it read. But this person sent me a 31-page email. When I say I read all your emails, you need to understand there are qualifiers to that. Be brief. I do not have time. <laughs> I do not have time to read through your thesis. Now, all that said, I have no idea why I just thought of this, but there's a bunch of more crappy news, and I don't want to go into that yet, Chris, because I get dragged down, man. I don't want to drag everyone else down. We need to look up, we need to have a, a psychologist. So what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, Chris? I think one of them can prescribe medicine and the other one can't. Did I get that? If I actually got that right, that's amazing. Man, I'm uneducated. Daggone it. I really need to start reading. All right, whatever. We need to get a psychiatrist or a psychologist, one of the two on the show. I don't need drugs, so we'll, we'll stick with whatever and break down why I have a huge gap in my brain. And this is what I mean. 
I understand I'm of below average intelligence. I, I'm I'm totally okay with that. I, look, I just am. I've I've always argued totally that the dumber you are, the happier you are. They say depression is much more prevalent in 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 smarter people. Alcoholism is more prevalent in smaller people or in smaller in smarter people because they get bored. They find life boring, and so you you look for other outlets. So I'm fine being stupid. It's, it's, I'm fine. Whatever. That's your problem, not mine. You're the one that has to listen to me. But there is something I'm really, really, really stupid at, and I don't know why. Wheel of Fortune is one of the two. Everybody knows Wheel of Fortune, right? You have the letters. You have to fill in the letters and then guess what the letters are going to be. I am so unable to do this. If I did it in front of you, you would think I'm messing with you. And on my life, I'm not. And my wife is fantastic at it. There'll be like four letters up there and she'll read the whole phrase. You can fill in almost the entire thing and I cannot do it. And it's not as if I'm not trying. And I've done this for so long now. Now it's like a challenge. Now I'm mad about it. And I'm, my brain is, I'm racking my brain and I cannot get, I can't get it. I don't know if I can do crosswords, Chris. I'll tell you, I'm very good at Jeopardy. It's not as if I can't do game show things, so I'm sure it's just a type of mind. I'm very good at Jeopardy. I cannot do Wheel of Fortune, and it gets worse because I want to be good at this next thing badly. Have you seen these escape the room things, Chris? We have them here in Houston. I know a lot of cities have them now. A lot. Of, I'm seeing more and more of them pop up in the country, but we only have 30 seconds. I really need to start learning the radio clock. Hang on. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I I might never be on the radio again because there's a good chance I'm dying. Right, what, Chris? Just before we came back on the air, my right ear started ringing. Out of nowhere. I didn't shout or anything like that. Wait a minute. I have these headphones in while I'm on the air. Remember when I got really mad about Republicans a couple segments ago? Do you think I hurt my own ears? There's no way. That didn't happen, did it, Chris? 
but random ear ringing, it could be a sign of anything. This Forget last show. This could very well be my last segment ever. So if you get back, if we flip after this break and it's dead air, just think well of me. And if you wouldn't mind, because I don't think I have any of this laid out yet, could somebody please get a hold of my wife and let her know I want Shogun on my tombstone, please? Just, that's all I ask. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Anyway, back to me. Escape rooms. These are popping up all over American cities. They're popping up in countries, the country, in countries, in the countryside too. They're just a fun thing in case you've never seen them. We have one here in the Houston area. I think there are multiple, but again, I don't do research for the show, but it's just called Escape the Room. I'm assuming that's a national, national brand, whatever it may be. And they have different rooms set up. One is a NASA control center. The other one's like you're in a cave. The other one's like they just have different rooms set up, and you have to go in and solve these puzzles, various things. You have to move these blocks around so many so they line up, and that'll unlock this, which is giving you a clue to point you over to that. And I'm terrible at them, and I don't know why. Chris just asked if I actually been through one. I now I've been through two. Here's the situation. The wife and I decided to go to the escape the room here in Houston. This is a few years ago. And we decided to get, we take the kids along. And that was honestly a big mistake. You really do need to do it with adults. You need to do it with adults, even though the kids contributed more than I did to the whole thing. They were like seven and nine at the time. But I'm terrible at it. Absolutely terrible at it. I get frustrated almost right away because it's not coming to me. And now, now I feel like an idiot and I know I look like an idiot. And then we did another one at, um, my sister-in-law's wedding. I think it was, they had an escape the room thing. It was out in the countryside in some barn. And again, I was awful. We were awful together as a family. Absolutely dreadful. I tried to cheat, and that didn't work. It was a complete disaster, and I don't understand why. So, Chris, you need to track us down a psychiatrist, or if somebody knows someone who can break that down, I need one. Or if you're a psychiatrist, email us. We're going to put you on the air, 
or you can call 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373, and you don't have to be a psychiatrist. If you just have a theory on why I can't do it, I want to know. Or if you want to call on the air, I want to know. Or jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And don't call and just call me an idiot. I mean, you're welcome to call me an idiot. It's not that I have anything against that, but that's not helpful right now. I understand I don't have the IQ, but that can't be why I cannot do it. I can't do them. And I, I want to be able to do them because they look so fun. And the thing, you go with other people and someone else goes, is it expensive? Chris? Well, hold on, Chris. Hold on. You don't ever get to tell me something's expensive because you are the cheapest human being alive. It probably costs like $15 and you're looking at it and you're just horrified by the cost. So don't tell me about cost right now. Okay. I understand. I understand you don't want to spend the money. You'll probably go build your own or something stupid like that. Like you did with the menorah. I've never, I've never even heard of somebody doing this before. Everybody knows producer Chris is Jewish. It's not usually a problem except around Christmas time, but we'll go in Easter. You know, we'll go, we'll talk about that another day, but Chris doesn't like to spend money. Now you're going to find that shocking. He decides he wants a menorah, not making this story up. He stops by the side of the road and picks up scrap wood from a ditch so he can go home and build his own menorah so he doesn't have to take the time or doesn't have to spend the money to do it. I made so much merciless fun of him for that. He put it in the studio. Where did that go? We still need that in the studio, bro. Oh, that's part of our show. You got to bring that back to the studio. We got to have that in the house. That's going to go with our flamethrower. That's going to go with our cannon, with our portrait of me being a Napoleonic general. That's going to be the coolest thing ever. It really is. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Police make second arrest in theft of MAGA hat outside of the Democrat convention. This is from it's from a couple days ago. Chris, do you remember that? Did you see this video, dude? It was the wildest thing. Some some people went and wore MAGA hats. Well, let me let me briefly. I'll recap the story for you for a minute. Wilmington police have arrested 21-year-old woman. They say assisted in the theft of seven-year-old child's MAGA hat outside the Democrat National Convention in Wilmington. Video circulated on social media by Students for Trump shows two women alleged by the authorities to be Amy and Winslow tearing up Trump signs and stealing a red Make America Great hat sitting on the ground next to a young boy. The video shows the boy crying and his mother egging the child on to get your hat back. Court records obtained by WDEL report the victim telling police Amy forcefully snatched a political sign for her hand while Winslow stole the hat. Winslow's also accused of knocking a hat off a woman's head. I have a couple thoughts on the story. One you're going to love, the other you're not going to love. Leftists are vicious, violent human beings. They are. Everybody knows this. Leftism is not a political ideology. It is a religion of domination. There is nothing a leftist will not do to you because in their minds, it's all morally justified. And I am not trying to use hyperbole 
You need to understand their nature or you will never be able to take them on. That's how they think. They will think nothing of snatching a hat away from a seven-year-old child as he cries. It's normal for them. Have you seen the list of people who've been assaulted in the last four years for wearing a MAGA hat? It's extensive. There is a leftist violence problem in this country, and there always will be until somebody puts it down. That's one thought. Thought number two is this, though, and I know I'm going to get pushback on this. Why are you taking your seven-year-old son to do a counter-protest out of the Democratic National Convention? I have no problem with taking it to the streets politics. I have no problem if protests are your thing, counter-protests are your thing. You do you. You advance the cause you want to advance no matter what. Your son is seven. You see the videos out there all over the news. You see the things that happen at these political protests. Why are you bringing your seven-year-old child along? And I'm not exactly what you'd call the protective type. I don't mind when my kids scrape up their knees. I didn't mind when my son snapped his forearm in two and it was hanging there like a piece of spaghetti. Obviously, I held him and got him on an ambulance and we got him home, but that's that stuff builds character. Scars, broken bones, hardship, fine. Why are you taking them to a political protest where people are routinely assaulted Pepper sprayed, spit on. They throw pee on people. Why is your seven-year-old child going to that? What is wrong with you people? You can you can go. Go if that's your thing. Leave your children at home. I don't maybe I, by this point in time, my boys are nine and eleven. And they dang sure know I'm a Republican. They know I hate commies. They know we're on the right. They know we like Trump, although have had disagreements with him. They know these things. They're not stupid. But I don't politicize things with my children at all. It just wouldn't occur to me. Maybe I'm in the minority. Battle box is really cool. I know that's about as simplistic as you could possibly put it, but it is extremely cool. My kids love it. And maybe you're maybe you are one of these hardcore survivalists. I, I've, I've been accused of being a bit of one of those. Maybe you just like the great outdoors. Maybe you just like cool gear. But Battle Box has stuff for you. They send you a new Battle Box every month. This is from that Netflix show, Southern Survival. They put the gear through all kinds of testing and teach you how to use the gear to survive dangerous situations. 
natural disasters, explosions, intruders, you name it. And they place this stuff in the box and send it to you every single month. It's like Christmas in my house every month when it gets there. Go to BattleBox.com with no E. That's BattleBox.com with no E. Don't forget, use the code JESSE. That saves you 20%. BattleBox.com. Now, that's actually a fairly compassionate idea out of producer Chris. Chris wants a penal colony for all these commie leftist street protesters. Now, when I say compassionate, I guess I should clarify. I don't think we should go full Papillon here. Remember when we did that show on what Papillon went through? And uh, what was that guy? His name is going to escape me now, Chris. We did a whole show on him, the Jewish dude from France that got stuck in the penal colony and framed for a crime he didn't commit, lost all his teeth, he lost his ability to speak. Remember, we did a whole show on it. They had built a wall around his penal colony island so he couldn't even see the ocean. Alfred, Albert, it's Alfred or Albert something? Dreyfus. Alfred Alfred or Albert Dreyfus. It was called the Dreyfus Affair. Man, we got to bring back that show again. We got to replay that show one day when I feel like just screwing off. The Dreyfus Affair, and they went into the penal colony system. I actually think penal colonies are really cool from afar, but it's essentially just turning nature into your own torture jungle or torture uh, dungeon. Chris, you're, you're way underselling the cruelty of it. Chris is over here selling it's not torture. Brother... You put somebody on a tropical island surrounded by bugs and animals and don't give them appropriate facilities and wall off the ocean so they can't see it. That's an extra cruel form of torture. They banned, remember the Dreyfus thing, they banned his guards from ever speaking to him, anything, ever speaking a word. And so he lost his ability to speak on this penal colony. Don't tell me that's not torture. All torture is not pulling out your fingernails and stuff. That's torture. You think sending them bananas and potatoes and water it means it's not torture? That is... That is that, man, alive. I thought I was cold-hearted. Yeah, sorry you can't speak. Never mind the poisonous snakes and yellow fever because you're surrounded by mosquitoes. Here's some bananas. No worries. Well, here's a question for you if we're going to get super dark and talk about this, Chris. What's more humane? What's morally right? Banishing somebody to 20, 30 years, a lifetime on a penal colony, living in misery, or capital punishment, killing them. Which which is more harsh? Which is, Chris, great question. Let's say the commies take over. They arrest Producer Chris, which, let's be honest, they're probably kicking down the door of this show pretty soon. They present you with a choice. 
Papillon-style penal colony for 20 years, 30 years. It's a long time. Or electric chair, lethal injection, throw you out of a helicopter, gallows, whatever you want to call. Which is more humane? Which do you choose? You would choose the island because anything else you would pick is suicide. Now, let me ask you something. Is this a Jewish thing? Because it's Jews are extremely... Remember, we did that show. It was an awesome show on the Siege of uh, Malta, I think it was. Siege of Malta. That may not be right. It may not be Siege of Malta. No, what was the siege, the Roman siege in... Look it up now. We did a show, and I can't remember all the details. No, it wasn't Golan Heights. Look it up while I talk. The Romans did this siege, and you're going to tell me the name, and I'm going to and I'm going to hate myself for it. Right now, a million people are screaming at the radio the name at this because they're angry with me for forgetting it, and that's totally justified. Masada, that's right. It's even a cool name, the Siege of Masada. And they had all these Jewish uh, fanatics up there that were rebelling hardcore against the Romans. And remember... They all, they all killed each other when Rome was coming because Jews are so anti-suicide and they basically had to draw straws to see who the last guy would be because the last guy had to kill himself. He was the only one that was going to kill himself and that was such a dark mark. So there's a real, uh, Jews are extremely anti-suicide. All right, so I can't exactly tell you to not be a Jew anymore, but for our purposes... If you weren't a Jew, setting aside the suicide thing is what I'm saying, which would you pick? You'd pick firing squad. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Chris, that I'm having. I'm having my own moral dilemma with this question. And you're welcome to call in 877-377-4373. I want to be the type of person who says, I'm going to choose life. I'm going to go to the penal colony, and I'm going to fight through it, and I'm going to survive. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll carve a canoe out of a palm tree or something and escape along the I want to be that type of person, okay? But I really would just want to just end it. You know, I really would, you know, I'm just going to check out of here. If it wasn't considered suicide, oh, man, that is tough. That is actually really, really tough. And so on a, on a grander scale... If we want to do something with the leftist street commies, which is more merciful? A trial followed by lethal injection or a trial followed by banishment to some absolute hellhole? All right, but we're that, I understand you'd want to be given the choice, idiot. That's not the point of our conversation. We've moved on past that. Stay with me, Chris, to what is as... As a state, as a country, as a what is the moral, the more moral, what's the more merciful choice? Yeah, I would wanna I would wanna be I would wanna be the type of person who picked banishment. I'll tell you personally, I probably would pick banishment. Simply because I'm so awesome. No, it's not that. It's not that. I, I probably would pick banishment for my. Oh, this gets interesting now. I was about to say I would pick banishment for my kids' sake because they're nine and eleven. Listen, listen, they're nine and eleven. 
But I come out of there. They're in their 40s. I'm, I mean, I'm probably not going to be in the best condition, but I'll see my boys again one day. I'll get to see them, see what kind of men they become. It would be a light at the end of the tunnel thing, see your boys. But here's the question. Is it cruel to the wife? And this is what I mean by that. I mean, she's 30, what, how old is my wife? 36? I think she's 36 years old. She's still pretty young, very hot. Do I want to stick her alone for the next 30 years while she waits for me to come back from an island? I almost would want her to just, hey, move on. Make sure you marry somebody uglier than me, and we're fine. Man, that gets interesting now. This got so dark, Chris. People, we're dragging everybody down. It's mainly you. You're the one who made it super dark. I was just, I was asking basic questions, and you're the one who made it dark by wanting to banish all the commies to a penal colony. Penal colonies are an interesting, they're an interesting concept, though. I understand you could never run one today the way they used to. I mean, few guards, corruption, misery, no air conditioning, starvation. The disease you couldn't run one like that but the concept itself is sound complete removal from society however think how think how much worse you'd be as a human being coming out of there i mean now our prison system produces harsher criminals that system just produced produced people who were broken hang on Ebb sleep can really change things. And I say that because they change things for me. I no longer have to dread going to bed. And I, I, I know what it's like. You're tired. You're exhausted. You want to go to sleep. You go lay down. And you can't turn your mind off. You can't stop the racing thoughts that are keeping you awake. And that gets worse and worse and worse. In ebb sleep, it's a wearable device. It applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead calming down those racing thoughts, putting you asleep faster, and keeping you asleep. That's the best part of it. I wake up so refreshed every day. I have so much more energy. My brain feels like it's working overtime now, but really, it's just finally getting good rest. Put down the sleeping pills. Stop with the stupid mouthpieces. Get an ebb sleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Don't forget to enter the code jesse at checkout for 25 bucks off. Joining me now, as he does every single Tuesday at this time, former Air Force PJ, host of World News with BK. BK, Chris asked me before before we came back, how did I find you? And I have no earthly idea. How did I find you? How did all this stuff happen? Um, you know, it's a good. Uh, somebody asked me that too. I just vaguely remember following you on Twitter. 
And I think I commented once, and you answered, and I think it just kind of spiraled downhill from there, Jesse. Man, it has really – it's only gone south ever since then. I mean, it's <laughs> been like probably my life has pretty much gone into the crapper since then. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but, yeah, you know, it's been a good ride. <laughs> you, you BK – I have to be honest. I'm looking at all these new videos today of the Antifa, Black Lives Matter oh, people God. screaming in people's faces outside. And I had the darkest, most terrible thought. When I was fresh back from Iraq, I got out of the Marine Corps right after. I was a um, an angry young man, to put it mildly. Probably, probably struggling a little bit. Probably struggling to get back to normalcy a little bit. And I had some, I had some violent thoughts now and then. I'm glad 23-year-old Jesse is not around during all this, man. I've had about it as much as I can take. Boy, I tell you, Jesse, watching it is just unbelievable. And this is in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a town that I have never heard of until like 10 minutes ago. And I I think just as I'm looking at the crowds, and all I see are a lot of people who are really angry, who have nothing going on in their lives, who are bored? Most of them, I'm just, I'm just assuming Jesse are probably unemployed. Uh, not much going on in their lives. They're locked down because of COVID. Their entire futures have been screwed because of what we're doing to this country. And uh, now this, the perfect, it's all like the perfect tinderbox, and all it took is a little bit of match. And they now with the the movement, anytime they see the unfairness or the Black Lives Matter movement, they see this as like some kind of moral crusade, which gives them complete license to do whatever they want. And these woke mayors absolutely refuse to do anything about it. So the inevitable consequences, it's just going to keep going. BK, you are given the choice. I already know how you're going to answer. I shouldn't even ask you, but you're given the choice 30 years on a penal colony, I'm talking Papillon-style, disease mosquitoes, teeth falling out of your face, 30 years in a penal colony, or the death penalty. Which one do you choose? Oh, I'm going penal colony, for sure. I don't want to, because I I fear death still at this moment in my life. So, um, plus, along with the penal colony... I, I kind of would look forward to something like that. I imagine a sort of uh, brutal, like kind of primal situation in which I like, you know, murder my way <laughs> to the top of the food chain there, and uh, then and then establish myself as the warlord of the penal colony, where I can have you know human slavery and all the other things that I've long dreamed of doing with my life. Absolutely, that's an easy choice for Absolutely. me. Yes. Absolutely. I support your choice, and I support the reasons behind your choice. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Uh, As delicately, I cannot stress this enough, as delicately as you can, what repulsive story did you bring for us today? Well, I I texted you, Jesse, I know, know, a few few minutes before the show, because I wanted you to get a visual of the guy I'm talking about and his mugshot before I started this story. So, and I did this on last Saturday's podcast, and this, of course, is the Florida man, the neighbor, who the police are alleging did uh, pleasure himself in front of the neighborhood boy, and I quote from the police report, quote, several hundred times, end quote. Now, Jesse, I have many questions, and I was trying to be very delicate 
But usually kids, this, so apparently at the time, the kid was between like 10 and 12 years old, okay? Not exactly. It's not super young. Usually kids, if something weird is going on with a dude that they don't like or uncomfortable with, the kid will be like, you know what, I don't think I want to go over to Mr. Smith's house anymore. Something like that, right? This went on, Jesse, for years. So, I mean, I got a question whether the kid really hated it that much because, I mean, look at that dude's picture, Jesse. It looks like Santa Claus who's been smoking crack for like five years straight, that guy. And this kid kept going over to the house for literally years. Well, and, and apparently there was no touching of the kid involved. The man would simply uh, watch him breathe and then um, do his business in the corner. But again, the guy looks like scary as hell. And I don't know why, what kid would go over there like over and over and over again. So very strange story to me. Do you feel like some people have kids specifically so they can abuse and neglect them. Like I hear stories like this and I think to myself, that child, that 10 year old child simply has monsters for parents or no parents at all. Right. I mean, I, I think Man, about my boys. Yeah. If I see yeah. my boys talking to any adult male, I don't know, which I've never seen in my life, but a, a strange adult male, oof, it's, it's probably not going to go well at all. Cause I know what kind of monsters are out there. Yeah. And Jesse, for the listeners, let me just paint the listeners a picture of the guy we're talking about. Like I said, he kind of looks, imagine, take a skeleton and then add shoulder length stringy hair to it, a drooping lazy eye, bad buck teeth. He's He looks about 100 years old. He's probably only like 50 or 60. Uh, pockmarked skin, huge moles on his face, like mouth drooping open. I mean, the guy looks like death personified. I mean, Jesse, if you saw your kids talk, even like walking by this guy, you're going to be like on alert, much less it's a, it's a guy who lives in your neighborhood. I mean, come on now. What are we, what are we doing here? I mean, maybe the kids, maybe the parents were absentee parents. I don't know. Who knows? Have you ever been diving for lobsters or crab or conch or anything? Are you ever doing any diving for stuff like that? Yeah, we can. You can go out on uh, right here where I live on the sunset cliffs of beautiful San Diego, California. You can uh, you can get out and snorkel, and you can pluck them right out of the rocks. It's sort of illegal, but you can do that. Yes, so yes, I have. Can we do that when I come out there? How deep are we talking here? Thirty, forty feet? Oh no, no, we could. You could. Uh, you could snorkel. You don't even need the scuba. You can just reach down there and and, and grab them out. Oh. So yeah, you're talking like ten, twelve feet. No problem. We probably have to do it at night. We, we'd either have to get a license or do it at night to uh, avoid the authorities, if you know what I mean. Hold on. I, now, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm as big an ocean guy as anybody out there. Love me some ocean. Dive in every chance I get. I'm not necessarily an ocean at night guy. Do we, yeah. do we have to go at night? <laughs> well, we don't, we don't have to go. I'm, yeah, I know. The ocean and ice is no joke. You know, when you go to, I was telling the story about the, uh, the dive school that I went to, the Army's dive school, Jesse, on your show when I filled in the other week. And, you know, the, being dropped off in the Atlantic at night, I mean, it's no joke, dude. You're like, you, you, you are swimming around there and all you've seen are flashes of like huge barracuda and sharks around you. Mm. And you're like, damn, dude, what else is swimming down here with me? Uh, but yeah, no problem, Jesse. We'll get you out here. We'll get some fish tacos. We'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll go down to the, the local legal marijuana shop, get some uh, big old reefers, and uh, smoke you out. 
and then we'll uh, put the scuba gear on and go get us some lobster. No problem. Um, That's I, a good day right there. You think you're going to get me to smoke marijuana and then swim in the ocean at night? There is yes. 0% chance of that no. happening. And, I, and Jesse, I'm, I'm going to actually live stream you for your audience <laughs> and for Twitter. I'm going to live stream you in the weed store as you awkwardly talk to the marijuana <laughs> cannabis dispensary <laughs> shop owner. I'll It'll speak, be great. I'll speak the lingo. Hey man, Yo, you get a jet. You would, you'd be there, right? You'd be like, uh, "Excuse me, I'd like some marijuana, please." <laughs> <laughs> Host the world news with DK. I appreciate you, my man. All right, Jesse. See ya later. I've heard stories about these legal weed shops these days, Chris. I that world apparently is just—it's separate. That world has advanced rapidly, especially since they legalized the whole thing. That's capitalism, baby. And I'm not judging. Do you you think? Hang on. How hard do you work for your money? How hard have you worked throughout your life for your money? Pretty hard, right? Please don't tell me you've taken all that money you worked so hard for and put all of it in stocks and bonds. You know what happens to bubble markets, right? You do. We have a history that shows what happens to bubble markets. Well, that's your money. If your money is all in stocks and bonds in this market pops, like everyone's saying it's going to, you are going to be wiped out. Get a gold IRA from Gold Alliance so you can diversify things. You need to diversify things. Don't have it all in stocks and bonds. And Gold Alliance, they have a five-star A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. That's incredible. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Get up to $5,000 in free gold and silver coins. Swimming in the ocean at night. I I don't know about that, Chris. It would probably be a cool rush, though. It would probably be a really cool rush. You'll love this, Chris. Headline. I'm not even making this up. All my life. This is from the Wall Street Journal. New thinking on on COVID lockdowns. They're overly blunt and costly. Whoa. You don't say. New thinking, Chris. This is new thinking. Nobody else thought of this five months ago. I've been screaming it from the rooftops. And I'm not going to dwell on this because there's something else I want to move on to before we wrap up here. But when I was screaming it, I'm not going to elaborate on the details because I swore to secrecy that I wouldn't. But back when I was screaming this stuff, the people in the highest positions of power in the United States of America were reading the things I was writing and watching the things I was saying. They knew 
They heard me lay all this out in detail what would happen. So don't tell me they didn't have anybody telling them anything otherwise. Everyone was saying that is a bunch of bull crap. That is what you tell yourself to ease your guilt of the mass destruction these idiotic corona lockdowns have caused in this country. Mass destruction. Not just the tangible things either. Somebody sent me an article yesterday. It was a video floating around online of some kindergarten boy, kindergarten, crying in front of his computer because he's so lonely and struggling with the virtual classes he's forced to do. What a bunch of idiots we are. What are we doing to these kids, man? What What is this? What? Gosh. <sighs> Headline. Talk about extra embarrassing. Peaceful march. I'm not. I'm not making this up. Peaceful marches in Kosoka, Wisconsin, against the police shooting of Jacob Blake, a black resident, gave way to fires and destructions. There weren't peaceful marches. They were rioting and looting right away. It's a, We have racial problems in America. We do. And we have them specifically because the American media and the Democratic Party want us to have them. If a bunch of black people are rioting and looting in Wisconsin... The American media looks at that story and immediately says to themselves, how can we cover for them so this doesn't look so bad? That doesn't ease racial tensions. That creates racial tensions because then people get mad that you're lying about what they can plainly see with their own eyes. And then the rhetoric gets elevated and it just causes way more. You know how you ease racial tensions? You talk about things. You discuss things. You joke about things. I've said it a thousand times over. The best racial harmony I have ever seen in my life was the United States Marine Corps. Infantry platoon. Guys of all walks of life, all races, and we're all terrible to each other. Said the most horrible things. Your jaw would drop to the floor if you ever heard the things we said to each other. About each other specifically, about each other's races. We were vicious about it, joked about all of it. And we laughed and laughed and laughed, and we all loved each other like brothers. There was nothing we wouldn't joke about or talk about. It's all you people who are too scared to address it. You're the ones with the real racism problem. That's why I openly talk about all these things that make so many people uncomfortable. I'm joking about it because I don't care. If you're uncomfortable, maybe you do care. Maybe it's time we acknowledge 
racial tension in America is now, in this day and age, created. It would have been gone long ago without the Democratic Party and the American media. And make sure, keep, it, keep this in mind, the Democratic Party is highly, highly invested in racial tension because they are out of power instantly if there's not any. Think about what their entire convention was. The entire convention was one gigantic steaming dump on America about what a racist, evil, horrible place this is. And what's really sad is you know many of the people saying that in their speeches didn't even believe it, but they know there's no better way for them to keep power than to keep convincing people of this garbage. Yeah, Lee. I love that Simply Safe doesn't make me sign a contract. I have, I've always had this thing about signing a contract with companies like that. Why are you trying to lock me in? I, I mean, if you're providing an outstanding service at a great price, you don't need to lock me into a two- or three-year contract, right? I think that tells a lot about the kind of service you get at Simply Safe. With no contract, starting at just $15 a month, you can have home security. Home security that is professionally monitored with emergency dispatch services, police, fire, and medical. And you don't have to deal with, with customer support, pushy salespeople. Just go to simplysafe.com slash jesse, pick out what you want, they'll mail it to you, you open it, place the sensors, and plug it in, and you're done simplysafe.com slash jesse I thank you all for the well wishes about the hurricane that's coming much and much appreciated do not worry about it unless Unless something goes wrong, we're going to have a fresh show for you every day. There is a chance that they lock down the roads and they do a mandatory evacuation thing. From what I understand, I think they're already evacuating Galveston, which is south of us, but not far south of us. Either way, Chris gave me a microphone. We're going to try to record it at home and whatnot, so don't worry. We'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll be, I don't want you to have to go a single day without hearing my wisdom. What, Chris? It's what the people need. You're all going to email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Make sure you download the podcast and leave me a review on iTunes. Google, Spotify, iHeart. You can download the podcast at any of those places. That's all.
The Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chews. Go. Put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com 
Use the code JESSE for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, code JESSE. Limited time offer, subscription cancelable at any time.